startups that are bootstrapped, they're really businesses already. The problem is when you do that, you're most likely going consistent. They're awesome people who are going to do awesome things. To me, that's that's the key. Maybe there's a way to just kind of start over a little bit. Hey, listener. This is Adam Beta. My name is Peter Soom, and my co-host is Matt Wensing. Matt is the founder of Summit, and I'm the founder of Reform. And on this podcast, you get to follow along on our startup journeys. Don't forget to check out our website on adambeta.fm to find our entire back catalog and other resources, including our Start Here page for new listeners. Let's go. Hey, Matt. Hey, Peter. How'd you like that new intro? I loved it. I mean, I think you did an awesome job. <laughs> I had a lot of fun trying to dig out all the clips that we could use for that yeah and um real smooth i do i do want to preface this with if you're listening to this basically in real time in the in march or april 2022 maybe don't check out the start here page yet <laughs> because it's pretty <laughs> un- underwhelming but uh soon there'll be, there'll be some more info on that page um, that i mentioned in the intro but i didn't want to have to record another version yeah. of the yeah. intro in like two weeks no that that's that's totally fine. I uh, yeah, it's really exciting to see the plans coming to life, man. I appreciate yeah. the hard work. So speaking of, we have our first sponsor this uh, this week. Sweet, it's episode one hundred and twenty, and we have our first sponsor. And nice. I actually had a, a quite a few people ask uh, if they could become our first sponsor because people wanted to support us, which is awesome. Um, you know, there's only one first sponsor, you know. And, that's right. Uh, that's true. The price goes to. <laughs> <laughs> Snapshooter, which is probably one of the most mentioned uh, companies on the podcast already, besides our mm. companies, <laughs> because yeah. I like to mention Simon <laughs> for some reason. And uh, yeah, Simon uh, and Snapshooter is our first monthly sponsor for this podcast, which is pretty exciting. Thank you. So Simon. Uh, our job now is to talk about Snapshooter a little bit. Yeah. What um, What the heck is Snapshooter? <laughs> It's a it's a, a backup tool that I've been using myself for three or four years actually. Hmm. So we used it for branch, and just recently I signed up for Reform as well. I'll explain why I did that um, because we actually already have um, some backups set up for Reform, but um, mm-hmm. Snapshot right now is uh, our extra redundancy, I guess. Um, hmm. Before we talk about that, I just want to briefly mention kind of the deal that. Simon put together for our listeners mm-hmm. here. So um, if you go to Snapshooter and you want to add backups to your own uh, for your databases, databases, your servers, or your websites, Simon is giving our listeners 50% off for the uh, first six months. And um, I wow. really liked what he did the other day because he asked me if I listened to my own podcast. And I said, yes, of course. It's one of my, it's my favorite podcast. No. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, and then he gave me six months uh, a six month discount because as a listener, oh so, uh, man, I thought nice. that was really cool of him. Yeah. So uh, if you're not using Snapshooter, uh, we're going to talk about it a bit more now, but f- more of the the business uh, of Snapshooter. Um, but it is a backup tool, and it works with all databases, all servers. Um, it works extra well if you're uh, using um, one of the most like normal <laughs> servers options out there like DigitalOcean, AWS and stuff like that, then it's like one click basically. Um, but if you have a more advanced setup, they can also handle that. And um, it's it's just a it's a great uh, service. So I hope once uh, we've been talking about Snapshooter for uh, about a month uh, that Simon will have a lot of new customers 
uh, that are, yeah. will try out the, the product and use the discount code. It's a good, uh, good deal. I'm kind of looking at it now and wondering why I don't use it. And I think the answer is I heard about it first when they were DigitalOcean, I think only right. perhaps. And yeah. he's added AWS since then. Yeah, I think it's super interesting what he's been kind of like his journey. So um, just like some some background here. Um, so it's Snapshooter got its name from snapshots in DigitalOcean, which is basically in DigitalOcean, if you want to do something with a with one droplet, it is what a server is called in DigitalOcean, like move it to another one or make it, uh, it turn it into a bigger droplet or something like that, you got to take a snapshot. So which is kind of also a backup, right? It's just like a, a copy <laughs> of a server as a file. So um, and they and they had a way to enable that for servers, but mm. they had very, very low granularity. So you could have like, one per day basically was like mm. that's like the amount of setting you could or the the granularity that you could set up for your backups and then simon created snapshooter which is basically was at the time DigitalOcean droplet snapshots as a service which mm -hmm. is just a i remember seeing that and be like i kind of wish that was I, I got that idea because it's so mm. it's like it's a mm -hmm. very clean indie hacker kind of idea you know yeah and uh, so with time, like you can't, there's no like forum post or, you know, DigitalOcean support ticket where you were asking for backups where it's not like just your snapshooter. So it, it definitely was for a few years, just like the, the DigitalOcean backup solution that everyone was using. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure, and I think we're going to talk about this in, in another episode, but I'm pretty sure that's also like Simon's biggest acquisition channel and something that he's trying to diversify uh, away from, which is probably why mm -hmm. he's sponsoring this podcast. Um, but, you know, do you remember when, when I was doing branch, we were working on these recipes all the time for like deployments to different server hosts. At the same time we were doing that, Simon was basically doing the same thing with Snapshooter. So we were comparing uh, notes all the time. Mm. So basically what I think the journey that he's been on for the past few years is like the experience with DigitalOcean is super smooth. How can we make it similarly smooth for like other server options? Yeah. And the way he's been doing that is he has like all these different recipes in the tool. And I had to use one the other day because what I did for reform um, was that I, we're not using a DigitalOcean droplet. We're using mm -hmm. a, a DigitalOcean managed database. So you mm. can't take a snapshot of that in the same way. So you kind of have to, you have to, you, well, I actually don't know what it did because I just picked a recipe in Snapshooter <laughs> that did it. And that's kind of like the whole point. Mm -hmm. And, and the reason I did it was because one thing that always happens when Bjorn and I, when we're doing like a big scary database update, it's like one of mm -hmm. us is like, Hey, you're going to take a backup like right now before we do this. Mm. And, and for branch, that was really easy because we had Snapshooter. And the other day, actually, when we launched Freemium, which I'm going to talk about later in this episode, mm -hmm. we had a similar big update. And I set up Snapshooter, picked the recipe. And now we have that like button to click before we do scary stuff in the, in, with the database. Nice. 
Yeah, that's a really nice peace of mind. I when I moved from we moved from Heroku recently to AWS Direct. Let's put it that way through a, a platform as a service provider, but it's much more direct now. And so we have um, Amazon was it RDS basically. Right. And I remember one of the things that we lost in that transition was Heroku's like every five minute backup yep. built into Postgres option, which I thought was, which, which actually saved me completely. I remember a trip that I took. Uh, oh, it was a trip to MicroConf Europe. Um, I remember being on that trip and realizing that we needed to restore, you know, the database. And I'm sitting there in a, in a waiting, like a, whatever, a terminal waiting area. And Heroku just made it so easy. Like, I was so glad I had that, like, five minutes ago backup because, and it just worked and it was magical. And so I remember when I went to AWS sort of directly, they're like, oh, yeah, now you have daily. And I was like, oh, that's not, that's not good enough for my peace of mind, like right. the idea of this. So, yeah, the fact that for this price, you can just add that to any other platform is um, completely worth it. I, I love it. So, one good peace of mind thing you could do right now is like, so for example, we're using DigitalOcean. So what I liked about Snapshooter is I could pick another storage option for a backup like AWS. So mm. now if if DigitalOcean disappears, we have a backup somewhere else. So you can just like pick another uh, storage option than than kind of like a, a different data center that the one that your all your other stuff is in. Mm. Anyways, um, in the next few episodes, we're going to talk a bit more about like kind of like how we like just some thoughts like around like what we think of Snapshooter as a business and this things we find interesting about it um but yeah people should check that out and the i don't think i mentioned the discount code or the the, the code yet yeah <laughs> i'm waiting for it but, i'm waiting for it <laughs> but it's it's very creative it's out of beta <laughs> and uh, then you get uh 50 off uh the first six months so uh thank you to snapshooter Fantastic. and uh yeah yeah so uh, now we can talk about uh, other things that was fun, though. I have to say, like that felt like we were just talking about a great service, which is <laughs> ideal, right? <laughs> yeah, um, I actually, so, uh, I'm a, I, I, I feel like we're almost at a point where we can start to become a little picky about who we bring on as, as a sponsor because there's been a lot of interest. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah, it actually gets me excited about the next phase of Summit where we're focused on marketing and reach, and I think we might sponsor some podcasts. We'll see. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, we have availability yeah. in October already, if you're thinking about it. Mm. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> what are you doing to me? Yeah. <laughs> I see how it is. Be, just being fair. Well, just um, observing that uh, firewall here of interest yeah. and not allowing them to get crossed. That's good. <laughs> I've So I've basically sold ads for like... A, a month's worth of salary basically for this podcast already just by tweeting about it two times that's amazing i can't believe we didn't do it before <laughs> we were just sitting on it just sitting on the opportunity yeah so, yeah. so um that's awesome it. and uh, now we don't actually have to think about it for a while because we're booked for it, almost it also like means that year. all of all of those little conversations we used to have on the side about like oh yeah we you know editing or you know, improving this or having a landing page or having a little microsite, like all those become no brainers because we have the resources yeah. just to just to do it. So hopefully the yeah. site, you know, this show will get better and better for y'all. Yeah. And also I raised the prices four times, three or four times. <laughs> and people <laughs> well are still done, man. buying them. 
yeah so uh it's been fun and uh, cool. it's been fun to to put stuff together for the sponsors and uh, and feel that people wanted to support us so um yeah that, we're gonna have, have some cool cool sponsors in the pipeline um that people yeah. are gonna hear about anyways that was uh i feel like it was longer than it will be normally because it's the first one and, and we mm -hmm. were it was more meta in a sense mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. um let's uh roll into our updates more regular That's stuff good. yeah uh, at least i got some stuff <laughs> i do too i mean yeah I'm, do you want to start I'm coming empty-handed uh sure sure um yeah, it's uh, it's been an exciting week uh, in that we are really in the middle of a gear shift. We are talking to a number of agencies about, uh, I'll call them all agencies, although some of them don't want to be called agencies, but I think it's easy to get our heads around who, you know what I'm doing for the listeners. Um, so we're talking to agencies about um, redoing the marketing site. And by redoing, I don't mean like doing the current one over again. I mean building out a proper marketing site um, that, as we say, does the product justice because the product's just come so far in the last six months that the current site is really... The current site was really a billboard on the internet where we were just making sure we had a button and, and an H1, basically. And then we added testimonials almost as like a afterthought. Um so this is a real investment that we're making in the in the site so that we can compel and persuade and uh, communicate much more with the organic traffic that we're getting. You know, the percentage of organic traffic that becomes a sign-up is pretty low still. And that's because we have a button that says, like, get early access. And that's kind of weird because you actually can just click it and sign up. And I, I still, to this day, get DMs from people asking for access because they won't click the button because the button says like you have to get an invite basically. Um, I'm totally happy we did that. I think it's allowed us to really filter through the feedback, et cetera, all the good reasons, but it's time. It's time to change that and just be completely open for business uh, to the general public and make that obvious for folks. And so, yeah, we're talking to uh, four different, well, five different people. Um, but four sort of paths we can go down in terms of who to work with and how to work with them. So we're talking to uh, a designer who's who just does design. We're talking to a developer who would do the implementation if we were to hire just a designer. Then we're talking to two agencies that do everything from design to implementation. And then lastly, we're talking to, let's just say a team, i.e. agency, that uh, does everything from strategy, like jobs to be done, marketing and positioning strategy work all the way to design and implementation. And and they'll also do kind of whatever slice of that you want. And yeah, we're having our second call with that firm today. And then a call with the developer uh, that just does the implementation today. So between all of this, Ryan and I have to decide, okay, how much of this do we want to outsource, to truly outsource? And then to what extent do we want a partner that's going to help us shape the content and the messaging and make it better than what it is, you know, if we were just to lock ourselves in a, in a room and figure it out ourselves. So um, I'm really excited about this because, you know, it's, it's, it's an expense, but I feel like it's going to be such great return on our expense here, our investment. Um, and that will be a April project, April, maybe early May. Um, 
and so I see us investing, you know, in a couple different ways right now with the, you know, with the marketing, with the product, and just feeling really good about the, um, the bets we're placing. You know, that's, uh, it's just, yeah, after all this learning and insight, a couple years of being in this private, you know, sort of reclusive <laughs> mode, uh, it feels really good to say, you know what, let's play some bets on everything that we believe we know and see how it pays off in the, you know, in the spring. I think that's really smart. Like you, you have an awesome product, but you don't, like you don't have a, you're not showcasing that right now. Like you, people have to find out yeah. for themselves. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. And, and uh, we, we're, yeah. we've also undergone like this, this uh, metamorphosis around, you know, financial modeling to really just a modeling tool. You know, the other day I modeled like the port of Los Angeles for fun, you know, and, and one afternoon just to uh -huh. see if, if it was doable. Uh, <laughs> what, 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 did you, what, you hack more fun? <laughs> Are you, no, yeah. am I the only nerd on this podcast? No, I'm just giving you a hard time. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, it was fun. It was fun. If if you're a Lego kid like me and you like to understand how things work, I just I I geek out on stuff like that. It's uh it was fun. And so yeah, I think um and then what's the the big feature that we're working on right now is uh is charts, which is going to be a really big step change for what the user gets to experience. But we're in parallel and this is kind of Maybe I don't think this is a mistake on my part. This is sort of just startup land. Uh, I also said, you know, I really want to begin modeling things at the less than daily level. And so we, we have that almost done. Um, it's taken us a couple weeks of focus, mostly to get the UI um, interactions right and also to develop um, develop some of the endpoints uh, that we needed to to support that. But <clears throat> it's... Really exciting because now uh, Peter um, on our team, Peter, he just built a model for like a nutritional model, like how you would burn oh. fat and calories and energy like before, during and after like a bike race. And he used Summit to do that. And it and it works, you know, because now we're saying like the race starts at this time. It's this many hours long. Like it just really explodes the use cases for a modeling tool. And he was able to essentially model like how the body burns calories, you know, and fat, et cetera, like using summit objects and just really, really exciting to see that kind of use just <laughs> come to life. Um, when we started with a tool that basically helps you forecast your revenue, right? Like it's so, I haven't told you this, but my wife asked me the other day and she said something along the lines of Matt's previous thing was weather related, right? But could you could you model the weather with Summit? And I was hmm. like, <laughs> <laughs> it dep depends on how detailed you wanted it to be. It'd probably take a very long time. <laughs> but in yeah. theory, you could probably get pretty far. <laughs> That's it, funny. It kind of reminded me of what we talked about last week about like doing everything mm -hmm. in assembly or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it would be. I mean, uh, with the way weather need forecasting a, need works. a lot of events. <laughs> Yeah, you need a lot of events. I, so it's funny that definitely formed a foundation for how I think about this. Like statistical weather modeling is what a lot of us um, use without you know knowing it. But it's actually 
more for climate and more for long range things. In the short range, we use um, what's called dynamical modeling. And that's what Summit is. It's essentially saying, well, we have this list of governing equations. There's maybe, let's just say 50 of them. Physics, things that we know are true about, you know, fluid dynamics and the and energy and heat and all these things. And then we basically put them into a supercomputer and we apply those governing equations to like every four mile, I think it's four kilometer grid space of the earth. And then also vertical as well. So we simulate the entire atmosphere in cubes, if you will, uh, every six hours using supercomputers in Europe and the United States. And so that's basically, if you want to think of it that way, it's like every four kilometer cube of air above the ground on the earth contains like 50 different summit events uh, or little lambda functions, if you will, who receive from others. So it'd be very big. But Did you have a template for this, <laughs> but, <laughs> but if every model, you know, maybe you'd literally have like one summit board per four kilometer cube or something like that, um, be pretty crazy. But, um, the principles apply, which is your business has these governing equations, et cetera. I've given talks on this, um, as you can maybe tell, but, uh, so back to the, back to where we were charts, uh, high res models, updating positioning, updating the marketing site. And then yesterday, um, I shared a tweet, which I'll repeat here, that we are looking for Python help to build out um, integrations where our users can pull in data from generic data stores like Airtable, G Sheets, Notion. Um, what was the other one I mentioned? Yeah, uh, Zapier Connection. So we just want to build out our inventory of integrations and we want to focus on really generic data stores because we don't know where the data is coming from and we know that as we go up market we're also going to be dealing with people who have you know where's the data about this um logistics operation well it's not in quickbooks or stripe it's probably in some database somewhere and we want to make it easy for people to get data into the system from very a variety of horizontal data stores let's put it that way generic data stores so um, maybe Snowflake one day, like those kind of BI tools and um, data lakes, data warehouses, so such. Um, so if you, you know, are a freelance Pythoner or you know somebody who is, uh, I would love to talk to you. Um, got a couple leads in my inbox. Uh, thanks to yesterday's tweet, but definitely want to invest in that. So we're increasing our burn, strategically increasing our burn because we feel really good about these extra expenses and then we expect those to pay off uh yeah in the spring and summer that's pretty exciting yeah i i believe so i i think it's we're going for it's sort of one of those going for it moments where you're like right we know what we want to do we know we think we know how to do it let's just spend the money to do it and you know, the only way we're going to make progress is frankly by seeing how these things play out. Like we need to place these bets because that's how we're going to learn like that we're wrong about this 10% or 50%, hopefully not that much. But, you know, if we need to adjust, the only way to find out is to continue to invest and learn. So the bets are just getting bigger. That would probably be the meta comment is like, at the beginning, the bets are like one afternoon of creating something and putting it out there you know, the bets now are getting bigger because we're going after a bigger prize. And um, 
and yet we're good runway wise we're good so um i feel just really happy you know ask me in 12 months how i'm feeling (laughs) different but if these work then it's going to be a really really exciting rest of the year so yeah that's uh what's going on in summit nice yeah yeah and as i said on twitter like worst case maybe soon we'll be able to quit our jobs and just do the podcast if we keep bringing on sponsors so it's a nice backup plan keep hustling man yeah exactly we're we're, <laughs> we're gonna start doing four shows a day gotcha here <laughs> yeah. got a soft landing ready for you <laughs> so, so other than uh i appreciate that man so yeah other than sewing our our parachutes over at out of beta how are you uh how's reform going man it's going well um well it's been uh a bumpy ride in the past few uh the past week <laughs> mm. but um big things are are happening so um we had a big master plan to uh get freemium out the door basically which mm-hmm. i've been talking about for a few episodes now and we had a very detailed step-by-step plan that we were going to follow and mm. we just learned from experience that first of all it's nice not to have very big pull requests. So we wanted to see if we, how much we could sneak out before we actually released it. And then the other thing was some of these like migrations are like really complicated to like keep in your head all at one time. So it's like, Mm -hmm. okay, so when we release this pull request, like these people have access to these features, but in fact, like we need to make sure they don't because they shouldn't have that yet. So, but then once this pull request is out, we kind of have to reverse that because then it's different because then we're on the freemium model and they're mm. not just like a trial, whatever. So we, it, when we were kind of walking through all that and trying to think through like all the different stages, it was clear to us that we didn't want to have to like do that more than once. <laughs> mm. So we just wrote down like a very detailed step-by-step plan. And a few times when we were going through it, we were like, why did we do that again? And then we didn't have to think very long before like, oh yeah, we we actually thought this through. Like we, this is nice. how it should be. <laughs> and um, yeah, then, so we got as much as we could out during last week. And then we had, um, we were gonna meet basically on, on Tubal on, on Sunday afternoon when there's like less people online in general and just some quiet time and try to see if we could uh, kind of soft launch freemium. And um, we started doing that and um, my son got really sick. So basically Mm. the same stuff that happened to him half a year ago. So he ended up in the hospital and we actually had to sleep in the hospital. So that was kind of rough, uh, 24 hours (laughs) there. Yeah, for sure. Um, So Bjorn had to, just kind of take over because we were like mid deployment when that happened. So in the beginning I was kind of just on Slack and he was just like sending me updates. I just did this, I just did that. And I'm at this step now. And thankfully the plan just worked. So that's awesome. Um, he was able to just like slowly kind of just go through it um, step by step. And at each step, like we had, we were, we had talked about like at each step, this is what we need to test to make sure mm-hmm. that we think it work it works. And, um, so it, in a sense, it felt good to like know that he, he was doing that, and and I was able to just kind of deal with life at the same yeah. time. That's great. But it's also really stressful. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you think about? I mean, um, 
Well, you were midway through. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, you you were at the point of no return, if you will. So there's like two things. So the first thing was that my son got sick and we had to go to the hospital. Mm. Um, the other thing was that I had decided to take a week off after we've launched freemium and that was actually part of the reason why i really wanted it to get released on sunday mm. because i just needed a few days to like think about other things and just reform and and i knew that if this was going to be delayed i would just i would not be able to stop thinking about it because mm -hmm. it's been everything i thought about for like two weeks now mm. and mentally it just needed to get released yeah. And if, if Bjorn didn't have time to like go through it, I was like, I probably just had to like release it all and not like, you know, do the, all the testing or whatever, like just get it out the door. Yeah. Because mentally it just needed to get out that day. Yeah. So good on you. once it was out, I was able to just like kind of stop thinking about it and, mm -hmm. you know, mentally be where I needed to be. Yeah. 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 So, so yeah. How does that feel? <laughs> now it feels really good we haven't <laughs> really told anyone yet so we're gonna announce it next week i'm mm. um, gonna do like a big splash about it mm -hmm. but uh for now we're just like kind of letting it sit there and marinate this week and see whatever <laughs> yeah so um but actually like we i think over the past year we've had almost three thousand people create a reform account most of them are not customers paying customers but everyone who ever created a reform account actually have a free um, reform account now. So um, the main thing that has changed is that they, they can actually hit the publish button on forms now in the app, even if they haven't added a credit card or upgraded yet. Mm -hmm. So, um, and those forms will be reform branded. So it's fun to see a few people have already done that, just like new uh, users mm -hmm. that... Um, probably don't know anything about this big change like they just assumed it's yeah. how it's always been probably <laughs> oh that's yeah. yeah that's a classic thing i mean that's true that's true everywhere even when people join company you know free as reform grows one day you'll hire someone and like they'll walk in and they'll have like a clearly defined role yeah. all their access will be turned on within like an hour you know they'll yeah. find out about their benefits package all this stuff and you'll be like yeah there was a time when like could just like assume that foundation was there like people yeah people have no idea how much work goes into the thing that preceded them you know <laughs> yeah so. yeah man and i am um, so congrats it, man thank you it feels really good to like have this big marketing thing that we haven't touched yet like mm -hmm. it's like this big thing that we can just kind of unleash <laughs> yeah and there's no coding involved like in theory, awesome. like Bjorn could just like take next week off and I could just launch it. It's just a blog post and an email mm -hmm. <laughs> and a tweet. And uh, then people will know about it. So it's still like, there's no update in terms of how things are going with that. Like, So, so sorry if I missed this, but are you going to like contact the people who've created trials in the past and didn't convert and let them know about this plan? Like you're going to make a... I'm going to send an email to like 3,000 people and okay, tell them okay, you, you, you can now okay. click the publish button if you want to. Awesome. Okay, cool. Cool. So if a yeah. handful of those does that mm -hmm. and they have a, an audience of any size, mm -hmm. then uh, it's marketing, right? For reform. Mm -hmm. That's the bet at least. <laughs> it's awesome. And I'm not like, I don't think, like I'm not 
just assuming that we've done any everything right like i kind of see it as we've start started over in a sense so mm -hmm. i expect that we'll have a lot of stuff to optimize and change and tweak and but i would expect like some of the stuff has to work like it has to have like some basic level of working so yeah um, but then there's going to be a ton of stuff that we can tweak and improve and yeah yeah I, i'm looking at your pricing page right now and i just uh I love the addition of this of this plan on the left, man. It just uh, it's great. And then it's like, wait, I get unlimited responses. Like the consumer surplus feeling yeah. about that of like, I get unlimited responses. And then you're like, oh wait, I get fewer responses. Like, oh, but I get to remove the brand. Like it just as we said before, the quid pro quo here of like, they get unlimited responses, but you get unlimited sharing Exposious. of reform exposure. Yeah, exactly. Of the reform brand, that seems really fair and it makes so much sense plus somebody could just start here and only upgrade once you know they um they want to go live or they want to actually use the thing in front of people where the brand matters and um or they could just stand free forever like it says so i think this is really well done like now i'm looking at this going though like oh you know you got four so are you going to add like a little bit of color or like a little thing that says like you know recommended like i was thinking of snap shooters pricing page i was there earlier and you're heading towards that stage where it's worth the time to invest in like optimizing this page, yeah. you know, and that, those are, those are exciting gears to hit, man. So that's, that's yeah. Cool. And, and it's a weird marketing push to do next week because uh, we're going to slice our MRR in half or something like that. Like we're going <laughs> to, people are going to downgrade because we have a cheaper plan than that. Mm -hmm. Like 60% of our users are on right now. Mm -hmm. And people are going to downgrade to the free plan as well. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah. I mean, hopefully, so we're going to land probably at a lower spot than we are currently. Yeah. Hopefully the curve of like the growth curve is going to look Oh yeah, different. you're going to net out and then the growth curve is going to be, yeah, so why are you doing this, Peter? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because well, that's yeah, not the I result you want. The, the result you want is the other thing, right? Yeah, I'm, I care more about the growth than where we are right now in terms of MRR. Yeah, so um yeah, that's exciting. We had we had one thing like so if you look at the pricing page right now, it says that on the $25 plan you also get team access. And we just struggled a bit with what to call that, not team access, but in the tool because we were talking about how we had this weird thing where to get access to team features, you would have to upgrade your account to the $25 plan. And then in kind of like our first iteration, that would allow you to create more teams. So you could kind of group things into teams. But then it got a little weird because then like you get the next team and then that's not a, a you know, that's not a paid team. So like, so it, it just didn't make much sense. But then we kind of realized maybe it's not the team that you're adding. It's more like you're adding you're kind of grouping your forms into different accounts in a sense, and you can add team members to those accounts, but then we didn't really know what to call them because accounts is kind of confusing because you also have, like have your one user account. account. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of weird. So I tweeted about this and people had a lot of feelings about this. It was kind of fun to see how much engagement that tweet got, like all the way from like people just giving like specific recommendations for like wording they liked to people questioning the existence of having this feature at all, <laughs> mm -hmm. which was not a kind of 
why I tweeted about it, but it, it was yeah. interesting to see people's reaction <laughs> to it. More than you bargained um, for when you open that door. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, one of the suggestions were um, to call it brands. And I'm, I'm still undecided. I, I like that, but it also feels like we're trying to be creative with something that could just be like more standard. Um, I think maybe it is just going to be called team in notion. It's called the workspaces. I think it's called the workspaces in Slack as well. It's just interesting. Yeah. It's almost like, each like a word, little roadblock for us. <laughs> each word is loaded, right? So workspace is a different, it means that I could be a member of one or more. So I, I'm not restricted yeah. as a team member to be in multiple workspaces. So that has to be true. Team makes me think that I'm only in one team. I can't be really in two teams. At least there's a common mental model that would be different. I mean, I guess in some worlds you can. Projects is sort of what I think a lot of people use to get around this, but that has this sort of like finite length to it where it's like, oh, the project's done. I can be in multiple projects. Brands is sort of user customer facing value if the real value is, well, each brand we have needs different form space. So I, I, I don't know. I think workspaces is like the most correct, but it's also just has a very kind of bland metallic, you know, feel to it. Like right. it's, it's just what it is. Yeah. Obviously we're a bit different because we are reform as well, <laughs> but like our use cases, we have a reform account that we use for onboarding and stuff like that. And, and sending surveys and emails, like all the stuff that we use reform for ourselves. But I also want to have a free reform account that I can use because I, I actually want to, you know, have the reform branding there and kind of like let people see the free product as well for some stuff. So like if I'm posting something on Twitter, maybe I'll use a free reform account to make sure that it kind of has that social uh, or viral aspect built into it. Mm. And then we also have one we use for demos. We bought that brand Mailbay on uh, on Indie Brands a yeah, while back yeah. that we use for stuff. So that that that's nice to like have that in its own account. So like we have different brands or you know projects or whatever. <laughs> so uh, we need it ourselves as well. It's kind of so actually speaking of pricing, one thing I do like about brands and maybe projects as well is more more so than teams i could see um some sort of price plan that involved more projects and brands like under like putting them kind of under one price like maybe if you want to get more people to upgrade to the 85 dollar plan it's like then you get three brands or three projects but it's kind of weird if yeah. you get three teams i could also see somebody coming to you and say oh this is awesome and they end up having like 150 of these because yeah. their business is just weirdly shaped and suddenly you're like, yeah. I'm leaving a lot on the table by giving you unlimited, you know? So it's a nice yeah. dimension to have for pricing. Yeah. yeah. So I would That's give somebody... That's why I'm leaning towards like brands or something like that. Yeah, because I think don't give them unlimited whatever these are on like right. a $25 plan is sort of my thought. Give right. them three, two whatever it is, some tiny number where it alleviates that stress of having enough. But then if some weird com shape company comes to you, it's like, we're Coca-Cola. We have like 111 brands worldwide. You're like, fantastic. That's why you need the enterprise plan. 
and let's talk about what it's going to yeah. take to get 111 <laughs> brands or whatever it is yeah. uh, out there. Because otherwise, they might be like, "This is great. We can just get, you know, we have one, we have three users, and we have this, we have this." Yeah. And like you're like, "No, no, no, that that won't work for you." And then you have to like explain why it doesn't work for them, and you're like, "It won't work because you're big." <laughs> yeah, and and yeah. we don't want them to type in their credit card 111 times. <laughs> Also true. Yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> and get 111 billing emails. <laughs> <laughs> they will literally just say, do this or else we won't do business with you. Um, right. Which reminds me of that tweet I sent out today about the uh, Anheuser-Busch company, you know, doing business with my first yeah. startup and <laughs> talk about talk about the uh, throwing down the gauntlet in procurement. It's just like, this is what you will support or we won't do business with you. You're like, what? What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, there is um, something out of beta related I also wanted to get your thoughts on um, because okay. just besides the podcast, I've been thinking more about the website. Right now, the website is just whatever is in Simplecast and um, I, it's it's not very good. Like it's it's fine to just show the episodes, but it, it's not very good. Um, and I would love to have more of a, this is my what I want to do, uh, but I want to hear what you think about it. I would love to have more of like a, a out of beta like content universe or like a, a place for just out of beta related stuff or mm. just a place that we can we can put stuff. Mm -hmm. So maybe like set up a ghost site or something like that. I've been talking about like having a mm. place for just people to sign up if they want to somehow be part of whatever some sort of community uh, ghost has that uh, concept of like members as well. Mm. But but mm. specifically one thing I thought about was like, if if we had more of a blog as the website, like you and I both do, we both blog like once a full moon, like we'll write a blog post. Yeah. Um, and even though like you posted on Medium or I posted on my own site or whatever, like we could still kind of syndicate it or, as well. Um, yeah. On that side, I'm pretty sure you can add like a whatever canonical tag or just something like that points to the original one for mm -hmm. seo stuff but so the so the out of beta website could also be a way for us to just have a place where or for people that listen to the podcast can also just like find stuff we write um maybe it would motivate us to write more if it was like a nice site yeah where where would we end up putting like the um not just not show notes but if we if we had transcriptions yeah those that's content obviously that searchable and could go somewhere yeah yeah so yeah. i thought like if 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 episodes was more like blog posts and and there was also real blog posts and i also want to do these curated curated lists of like here are all the interviews we did or like here are all the podcasts about pricing or freemium or, oh i really like that. We have a lot like we just indexing. have so much content i would yeah, just love to really like cool. index it more yeah we have uh, 120 hours or so, if you will. Yeah. So that's uh, that's a lot. Yeah, and I would also just like ha love to have like pages for like our favorite, you know, books and blog posts and stuff like that. Just so often that we mention a, a post, like, yeah, I'm just thinking like right now, like I don't remember, I don't have, I have no idea how many times I've mentioned the product use of it blog post that you once shared oh, yeah. with me yeah. on this podcast. And like yeah. that, I feel like that needs to be on the website, like in a place that where people find it. Totally. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that. I definitely have my share of those as well. So, um, so what was the question? Because I like the idea. <laughs> <laughs>
Am I allowed allowed to do it? <laughs> yes, son, you can do that okay, if you want to. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah. So that was just kind of like to say that I have I had some ideas around the website as well, and um, that's exciting. I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna do it. Yeah, I was actually thinking. So I'm gonna start blogging more for Summit, and I think posting, modeling, you know, philosoph- philosophical things around modeling and concrete examples, like just all the. Anything Summit related, it makes sense to go there. But I use Medium for my personal blogging, which is to say just business, generic business content. And Medium is definitely getting longer in the tooth and being less, it's less, it's not rewarding in terms of like what I get out of it by having, you know, multi-thousand word articles on Medium. So I would like to have a place to post stuff that is not uh, Medium as well yeah but i mean it could also just say like this post was originally posted on in the beginning of it that's right and then the link yeah yeah i agree then and i think like like everything you've written about like how you like around summit that's not like this is how to use summit or like this is specifically a summit thing like but more like this is how i founded the company or this is like that stuff would be awesome to have kind of like a a place for as well like that's good goes together yep. with the podcast yeah agreed cool cool maybe uh, maybe i'll do something <laughs> i think you should yeah okay finally we have a one last segment because Ooh. i introduced <laughs> i introduced basically uh almost like an upsell option on the sponsorship stuff that i sent sent to folks so um okay you can also sponsor the, our show notes and <laughs> that's <laughs> so right also this was a way for me to get uh put more pressure on myself to like take the show notes seriously mm. was to actually like explicitly say that someone sponsored them <laughs> perfect so like <laughs> makes it worth my time to like find the links and stuff like that I, I like it yeah and it the cool thing was that it, it ended up being a way for people to sponsor the show notes until we're like available for like a, a regular sponsorship so mm-hmm. they're much cheaper and uh, and it's just uh, basically a quick shout out that we're gonna do by the end of each episode. So um, cool, yeah. Shout out to this week's show notes sponsor, which is Mailman. And um, normally this would just be a quick shout out, but I'm kind of curious to know if you even uh, know about Mailman because it's I quite a cool uh, origin story. No, I don't think so. They get a little bit extra for their buck this week. <laughs> Perfect. So the founder is Mohit, and he's uh, Mohit Mamori, I think, on Twitter. And and I think basically Mailman started as a request for startups, uh, as a request for startup by Andrew Wilkinson of Tiny, mm. mm-hmm. where he basically said like, if someone wants to build this, I'll I'll pay for it, <laughs> and we'll just be co-founders. But you'll you'll do all the work. I'll come with all the money. Uh, that's how I understood it. They've done huh. some podcasts together about how they kind of set that up. Really fascinating story. But anyways, Mailman um, is a Gmail plugin and it allows you to control who can send you emails and when they can send you emails. So basically throttle your inbox. And unless it's someone you've explicitly allowed you to email you all the time, it'll get batched so you can process it it, uh, at a different time and you don't get like notifications all the time and you can kind of like keep your inbox tidy. Cool. And um, they're giving 30% off for the first year if you pick an annual plan and uh, there'll be a link in the show notes there you go um because they're a show notes sponsor that's where to go thank you mailman thank you mailman <laughs> awesome 
we uh we did it yay i like it man yeah well, that's uh, authentic i'll catch you next week all right peter thank you talk to you later. Bye. Bye.